Welcome to the Mind Shock Podcast, True Crime Edition. Maura Murray, Episode 3. This is Bruce McGuire. Rook Davis. I do shit. Maxwell Powers. And today, we're actually going to go over some uh, original reports from the time, for closer to the time of uh, Maura's disappearance. To see how they differ from the modern narrative that's been woven, which is highly questionable, especially the timeline. I was going to write my novel on this, my fictionized version, and bring it, but I forgot. So Frank Kelly was actually uh, one of the group of detectives that formed the Maura Murray PI Task Force team in 2005. Now, all of the members combined had over 150 years of experience in criminal investigation. Now, at the time... That's how much experience I have. <laughs> in everything I do. Sorry. At the time, uh, it wasn't even... Before the Oxygen series came out, there was a lot of doubt on whether this was criminal or not. So a lot of people still thought she just up and left or committed suicide or wandered into the woods. Mm-hmm. So... It's interesting that way back in 2005, it was already being investigated as a criminal investigation, even though the police themselves never said that it was definitely a criminal investigation. Okay. Yeah, but um, how quickly, because when her father reported her missing, or the, the father made his stink, he was telling everybody who would listen that it was obviously... Yes. Uh, you know, something that was due to some kind of dubious behavior. So even though the cops were not official everybody treated it like it was didn't they kind of not everybody but some people, there, there was another pi uh i don't want to get his name wrong but he he really pushed the suicide angle mm-hmm. and he basically he did what renner does he disregarded everything that looked bad on that theory to okay. just push his own theory yeah yeah as opposed to you know all these so frank kelly this guy seems pretty legit i'm gonna go over his notes and so, basically, there was also John Healy. He was another uh, PI who, he was the one that made the comments that uh, Butch Atwood saw exactly what happened. He thinks Butch Atwood saw exactly what happened, and he's too scared to say. Okay. Um, so, the, so, this task force was, was formed specifically for the purpose of finding out what happened to Maura Murray. Wait, I, have, I have a question. Though. Yeah. Uh, and we might have gone over it. Um... How soon was her disappearance reported? Because I, I know the cops... They were they looking were... for her the night of. Well, I know the cops yeah. were, but I mean, when did her family and school and classmates say, oh, she she hasn't come back? Like, was there... I think, I think it was either the next day or the day after that. Because I know, I know the cops saw the car, they were there on the scene, so they were investigating, like, where did she go? But did they open it, it themselves, or did the father have to file it? I'm not sure. But there was definitely... So they did a quick sweep the night of, but mm-hmm. it wasn't serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing it was either the the next day or the day after that. 
Yeah, because what, so what did they say? Days. The first seventy-two hours is is the oh, most. Oh, oh, so yeah, yeah. I believe it was the second or third day, because then they did the, they brought the dogs out and all that. Yeah, so, so that's second or third. Yeah, day. so yeah. that's kind of messed up because yeah, if the cops yep. if the cops were there on the scene, they should have said, "Where is this girl? Where has she gone?" Well, they and thought it was they, a drunk driver abandoning a vehicle. Yeah, so and then they sat on it a little bit. So that's well, rough. they said it's fairly common that yeah. drunk drivers. Abandoned so then the father had to call and report. Well, the weird thing is, is how did they know? Because if they looked at the registration, so. Apparently, there, there's actually weirdness with that. Somehow they called her sister, Kathleen Murray. And she's the Even, FBI she's, agent? Or the no, CIA no, no, that's the older one, Julie. Right, she's right. the other one. Okay. Um, the one she was on the phone with when she yes, got upset, the, the one, one that was she, interviewed yeah. in the series. But mm-hmm. um, there was weirdness there because if they looked at the registration, that would bring them to Fred, the dad. Yeah. So how did they know to call her? Because she doesn't live at that house. And nobody, I don't think anybody has ever explained that. And they knew it was Mora. They had her description right away. So how did they know? Now, let's go through the notes, and there's some theories proposed. So, um, and the task force was not hired by the Murrays. So it says that they weren't influenced by the Murrays Mm -hmm. in any way. It's completely objective from the side. The task force aided the state in that anything relevant discovered by the team would be surrendered to the state without question. And the team never asked the state, nor did it want any information the state has collected professionally and legally that would be interference. So they, so it was their own side independent investigation. So Kelly, Frank Kelly, focused on the location the of the disappearance. He He didn't think that what happened in Amherst would be as helpful as focusing on the immediate area, but they had another PI who uh, investigated all the Massachusetts stuff. Okay. And who had another PI? Well, there was a bunch of PIs on the team. So okay. Frank Kelly did the immediate area of the disappearance, mm-hmm. and they had other people, or one or two other people. And this is the police department. Who... No, th- this is the task force. The, yeah, but who, right, who's the task force? No, the independent non-police task force. So completely, but completely independent from exactly. the father. Even, yes, of everybody. The father. Yes. So exactly. how did they get brought in? That's what I'm. Who? Um, like, how did they get brought I in? I think they volunteered. How did they know? I don't know. That that's that's what I mean. Like, like, did the police say, "Oh, we need help"? Did the father say, "Oh, oh I no, need no, help"? No, 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 like, no. how did they know to to set? I, up well, well, it, first of all, it was all over the news. All right, and so they so just some of them were local, like, like storm yeah, so chasers. Some like, of them oh shit! Local. Look at the news. Let's let's I'm go farther. I mean, some right. yeah, so if you're sense. local, yeah, yeah. if you're local, and you're used to doing that for yeah, locally, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. whatever. That makes sense. Um, or maybe they knew some of the people, the state police. So even though they could, yeah, but it's kind of like storm chasers. Like you see a big storm, yeah. and you get in your car and you go. So if you're an in, and if you already know people in general, but you're like, oh shit, let's go. Okay, so they investigated for, I think, two years. That's what you said we should do, remember? So they investigated for two years, and they their conclusion is that Moore Murray's disappearance was not the result of suicide, accident, or voluntary act, as in leaving your life. And that it was definitely the result of a crime, and no sightings of her since then have been... Uh, have panned out, yeah. Yeah, although there is that new video of her at that Star Wars uh, convention. Did you see No, that? what? Yeah, she's... Are you yeah, doing... Hold video. on, hold on. <laughs> she went to see Star Wars. She came out of... Hi- she didn't Force come Awakens. out of hiding. Force Awakens. She didn't come out of hiding for her mother's funeral. 
But she came out well, of Star didn't come, Wars. She didn't come out of hiding, but uh, it was it was at whatever. She event. was dressed as an Ewok. No, it was at whatever event. She was actually dressed in outdoorsy type of clothes. Oh, so but, she was just like Han Solo. Well, if you let me finish, <laughs> she she wasn't part of anything. They were ambushing people as part of like a hidden camera thing to uh -huh. surprise them. Uh -huh. So anybody that walked by, they like did a video, and so she was captured on it. Oh, and shit. it does kind of look like, and get this, she has a 10 or 11 year old girl with her. <laughs> so if she was pregnant, well, if she was, if she, according to Renner, so she she's left 12 her, years, is that 12 years after her like disappearance? That, yeah. So she disappeared in 2003, four, that four, yeah. and that was, so that must have been 15, right? 15. Well, the video is from a few years, from a few years well, ago. Well, Force Awake, I'm saying that's 2015? Force yeah. Awake? Yeah, yeah. Probably so. so. So it's an eleven year old ten to eleven year old girl. And 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 it really does look like her. But not, I don't think I don't know if anything ever came of that. There was also like a missing woman who wandered uh, a woman who wandered in from the woods that the police got that kinda looks like her too, but I think they did a test and said it wasn't her. But anyway, the one in the Star Wars video looks pretty legit. Well if you're if you're gonna come out if you're gonna come out of hiding, that's a pretty good reason. I wonder if she was satisfied with, with her decision. Damn, I came out of hiding for this, or was she like, damn, that was awful? Okay, so the reasons they thought it was a crime was... Did she say, fuck J.J. Check, check this out. Right. The Sorry. reason she thought this was a crime was beca because of the contradictory statements of witnesses, a.k.a. lies, <laughs> the nature of the accident seen as discovered, and the state informing the case to the New Hampshire State Police Major Crimes Unit. It, okay, so it remains very unclear exactly what happened from 4 to 8 p.m. on the night she disappeared. Um, so they're saying it's not clear who drove the Saturn to the final location the vehicle was found. And although they say it's probable Murray was the one who made the bank and liquor stops, because there were two stops, I don't know if we mentioned this, it was mentioned in the Oxygen show. Mm -hmm. So she stopped at a... Actually, if the bank they're talking about is an ATM video, I don't know if she stopped at a different bank. Yeah, okay. But and there was a liquor store that's next to a bank that had a video. That this, these have never been made public, but supposedly they were shown to Fred. Okay. And, and it was her, supposedly. Okay, and there was alcohol on the seat of the car, correct? Yes. Like a lot of alcohol? And there's, yeah, and like for way more than one person. Yeah. And the receipts verify these purchases. Although another interesting point is that the police photos of the, of the scene of the car were never released for some reason. Because they probably show something. Oh my god. Um, after the point, everything is uncertain. Um, although it is certain gasoline was purchased at some point north, although no receipt has been recovered to verify the gas purchase because there was more gas in the car. So they definitely stopped somewhere to get gas. Let me ask you a question. What, what, how, <laughs> what, 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 is, what goes into a FOIA request? Can they do a FOIA request for, for the Mora Marie files? I believe they did. did and the, so they should have been given... Well, they said, well, no, no, but this was part of the lies. They were saying there are no files that exist to be uh, given. But they had already given Fred, and they had been previously on record stated that the Mora Murray case file is the largest in New Hampshire history. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and, and all the photos, if, if they haven't released the photos... I believe then... that whenever anybody files, I think they say there is no case file. That's some so bullshit. I guess, I guess that's their way around that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but that's illegal. <laughs> or, or I think they said everything that's in it has already been released. 
Well, th- then how come they don't have the police photographs of the crime scene? I mean, I, well, I, yeah, I at that point they stop. At, at that point they stop responding. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you can take them to court and sue for it. All right, so check this. So at 4 p.m., Haverhill Police Cruiser 002 allegedly driven by Williams, the police chief, suffers a minor accident, possibly along Swiftwater Road. He is assisted by SUV 001, Cecil Smith, who alleges alcohol was involved and they switched vehicles. Oh, shit. Now, this is... They didn't mention this no. on the show, but they should have. No, but they, they mentioned that he was kind of a drunk driving type. Yes. Yeah. At some point... Anywhere between 6.15 and 7.30 p.m., according to Kelly, possibly at the junction of 302 and 112 or another location, possibly Swift Road Road, Maura Murray incurred damage to her vehicle in which a round, blunt object approximately 18 inches from the ground impacted the front end of the car. It is not known if she struck it or the object made contact with the Saturn. Guardrails near the final resting place of the Saturn were not deformed in accordance with the damage. So he said, Our collective opinion is that Mora's involuntary actions began where the overhang damage to the front end of the Saturn occurred. The location is as yet determined, though we suspect within one one to three miles of the Saturn's final location at the Red Barn. So he thinks... That another that, a, that an accident happened prior to where the car was found, and it's unknown where where or how. An accident with with that police cruiser. Oh, he didn't say that, but these are. Yeah, part well, of the, no, yeah, well, that's, so, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, now, the another theory now, which I'll get to, uh, which I'll get to, is it could have been Butch's bus too. Okay, if uh, she had crashed, in, if they had an accident with Butch, he would have already known it was her. Yeah, but. yeah. Now, now, uh, when they describe. The, the damage, you said 18 inches in length? No, something 18 inches off the road. Height. Oh, oh, height-wise. All right, like a bumper. Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, gee, so... And it... So the back... Uh, now... It's the front of her car. Right. And... And did they check the police cruisers? Was there any any damage, or we we don't know whatever even happened to the police? Cruisers. We yeah, we would have no information. But they it. switched police cruisers. Yes. Yeah, so so S- Cecil could have. Uh, so if he crossed over and hit her head on, which yes. would, which would be yes. you know which would you know there's no getting out of that because if she yeah. rear-ended him, then you could just say oh you know it's her fault she rear-ended him. But if he hit her head on and there was alcohol involved, they would switch vehicles. He. The one and would, would take go the, after her. One would take the damaged vehicle to have it repaired, and then Cecil, who was drunk, correct, would take the no un- Williams. Was all right, Williams, who would take the would take the undamaged vehicle, and then sh- they have to silence her. Be- so that's what you think. Happened. Well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just running through, you know, possible A, B, C, D, because if she. You know, that would ruin his pension, that would ruin his his retirement, that would ruin his career if he was going to stay in the service. Oh, I got drunk and hit a girl head on. <laughs> well, there was another officer in the area who I believe the year, somewhere around that time period was drunk driving and killed a girl on a bicycle, and his career was all fine, and he won a safety award like a few months later. <laughs> Although it, it, he was scheduled to win it beforehand, but he still accepted it. Uh... After he killed... 
someone in his career was just fine. So who knows what's going oh on? Oh my god! Yeah, but we, we yeah, but we don't know what the cover up was. Like there was no cover up in that case. No, 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 no. He hit one girl on a bicycle. What happened to the bicycle race and the other twenty girls on bicycles? He ran over all of them. They got rid of all of them in a big pit, and she's the only one because she was drinking and driving her bike. Oh, that, that's dark. Yes, yeah, well. Okay, so there was a police scanner verified by a local. Seven seven oh five p.m. Possibly referencing the previous accident, and it says the driver left in their own vehicle. Okay. So if more, so what do you think? If more got spooked and drove drove off because they were trying to kill it, like what happened? Well, it, it, if a if a police if a drunk policeman crossed over a lane and hit me head on, I might not stick around. Being being the paranoid type, I'd be like, oh shit. But what if you were a twenty? You know, 21-year-old college girl. Who, who had also been drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might get the fuck out of town as well. Okay. All right, so at 7.25 p.m., Faith and Tim Westman hear the acceleration of a vehicle followed by a thud. Oh, jeez. And that's when they make the call. Now, this is this is all known. That, that part uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So now we have Kelly's opinion. Due to lack of skid marks or road debris, that the vehicle may have lawfully approached the curve at the weathered barn, but turned into Old Peter's Road on the side, lights off, backed up, accelerated, and knocked snow off an embankment on the Westman side. The direction of snow shearing would indicate the travel of the Saturn. Unsure if such was observed on scene. So... So contriving the crime scene? So is that what that would be? Well, I, they're I I'm not sure if I understand. That. So they're they're saying that the instead of the car spinning out, it intentionally made a turn up the side road and tried to get back out, and then something else happened. Okay. Because there's all, because there's nobody knows about the rest of the car damage, so there's no notes referring to the car's rear condition. So, yeah, but like, so they're saying that Mora might have. Well, because okay. I, I don't know if you can hear a Saturn accelerate, because that would be like. Okay, so Marat, the other. But you, you can hear a police vehicle accelerate. Marat, the other, the other uh, neighbor, mm-hmm. observed from his kitchen that there was a backup light and the car was backed up. Yeah. And how could that happen if it was inoperable? Uh, yeah. So. According to the official report, the car was going east and hit the embankment, spun out, and hit the tree. Now, he's saying it didn't spin out because there was no evidence of a spin out. Well, that's what I was asking before because I wasn't quite sure if I pictured it correctly. If there was no spin out, if if the policeman drove across the road and hit her head on, and therefore there would not be a spin out or any damage to the embankment and then she got in the car and drove away and then they're like okay this is the cover story wouldn't they have to drive along the embankment to knock the snow down to make it look as though it i don't know she spun out and she hit there so it could be the car and here's here's an interesting point that kelly made he said the saturn was planted there intentionally right next to federal territory to create problems with jurisdiction because that there's a national forest yeah. right at the end of that road 
And, so, and, and then didn't the, uh, who was the, the uh, was it the sheriff that only came and, and didn't even do his full, his full investigation? Who was it that came later? The state, the, the state, state trooper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monaghan. Monaghan. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. even do a full, now did he cite jurisdiction issues? I don't know, but there were witnesses at the scene, it's not in this report, but I remember reading that there were, that people drove by and there were like four or five, there were four or five people watching the whole thing, and they've yeah. never come forward officially, yeah. but unofficially one of them said that they did hear the police arguing about jurisdiction, because yeah. Monaghan I don't think officially signed off, or there were some problems. Yeah, yeah. So there was definitely weirdness going on. Alright, now let's get to Butch Atwood. <laughs> so. The Butch Atwood, the bus driver that... Wait, was he married? Was Butch married? Uh, common, common law married. He lived with his yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. Right, so. right. Did they have any children? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Right. And she's still alive? Yes. And he's, but he's dead? Correct. And has anybody interviewed her ever? I'm not sure about that. Because, that think, because, question, because yeah. you, you know Pillow Talk, he's, he's going to tell his, he's going to tell his girlfriend something. Well, I think she was actually on the phone with the police as well. Yeah, so, so why she, hasn't anybody talked to well, her? Well, why haven't they released the phone logs from their calls? Yeah, yeah, but we know that the, the cops are covering something up. But. All right, so anyway, so the bus driver might have been on the scene before 001, and uh, supposedly it took Cecil Smith 20 minutes to arrive on scene, and... Uh, if someone was, if another cop was already there, then Cecil Smith wouldn't have been in as much of a rush, right? Because yeah. if he was responding, because if the other SUV that wasn't Cecil Smith, if that was Williams... Alright, wait, hold on. Because we me, don't know who's in what vehicle. Let me, let me ask you a question. What vehicle in the official report is listed as being there? I don't believe there is one. So, I don't know if... I think... Or are they denying that any... So, alright, the lady who drove by... Who remained uh, anonymous for years? What did she say she saw? The SUV. With and was there a number zero, on zero, one. Zero, zero, one. Zero, now, zero two is the sedan. Okay. Okay. And now, which which one did they switch? Okay, which one I was believe... the drunk guy driving? Was he driving the sedan or the SUV when he switched with his partner? Originally? Yeah, what was he driving originally? If they switched vehicles, he would have been driving the sedan originally, right? So he was... That's I'm what guessing. I'm asking, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused by the numbers. So he would have been driving the sedan, oh, drunk, wait. and crossed over and no, hit no, her head no. Well, it depends on which version you believe. If no, no, believe I, Cecil arrived in the truck no, in the no, SUV, no, no, then no. that would mean that. But if... But we don't know. No, 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 but um, if he if he was drunk... What vehicle was he driving first if they switched after? I think it could be either or because we don't know which. I'm guessing the SUV. Um, okay. Because, well, if Cecil okay. Smith arrived, in the, it depends on who arrived, who arrived when at the, at the site. Okay. Because so... if Cecil arrived after the SUV in the sedan, then it would be the opposite of that, right? But we okay, but but we, they changed the story to to Cecil was the one who arrived first in the SUV. Okay, so they changed the story that Cecil arrived first in the SUV that wasn't damaged. And did well, the we car don't really did the know. car come? I don't know if we really know the damage because it was dark. It was did dark. Did the car come later? Did the, was I the car so. ever there? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, we don't that's, know anything. That's what we have to in in the version where Cecil Smith appeared came to the crime scene. 
was there an SCP and a car? I don't believe it lists it. It doesn't tell and us. And I believe John Smith interviewed the fire department that showed up, and they said Cecil was in the sedan and not the SUV. But none of those people were ever interviewed for the Oxygen show, of course. Oh, my good lord. So, that we have that. So they both might have been on scene at different times, because if the SUV was there and then left, and then Cecil came... Yeah. That, that was, that's what all of it is called into question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a... Jeez. So, okay, so the bus driver... We need time travel. Okay, so... We need to be no, able to go but back here's when when um when uh, witness A when she called law enforcement they told her the SUV was out of commission and she didn't see it. But she said that she saw it. Right, and they said you are mistaken. It's impossible. Okay, the SUV was out of commission. Okay, so that makes it sound like she's so that makes it sound like he was driving the SUV, damaged the SUV. Yeah. She saw the damaged yes. SUV. They switched. Took the, but she couldn't tell the... They were parked nose to nose, so she would have no way of knowing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That makes it sound like she saw the SUV. They took the damaged SUV and hit it. Yeah. And then when she called and said, I saw an SUV, they're like, no, 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 you didn't. Because right. they're quick trying to get it fixed. Yes. Yeah, that's what... All right, all right, all right. That's and what then the oxygen show, they changed the story to try to match everything up and sweep it yes. all over the rug. Yes, yes, okay. I'm getting it now. So, uh, what's his name? So, Kelly thought that this was to cover the chief because he was off the record by 7 p.m. due to impairment or another reason. <laughs> oh, my good lord. Um... Butch Atwood claimed he saw a long-haired woman at the car. Now, his statements have obviously, you know, changed a bunch of times. And he gave different descriptions different times. And the task force put Butch Atwood in their list of suspicious persons. Now, also of note, in their investigation, they said the Westmans never described a bus at the scene. <laughs> And if if the bus driver if the bus did park next to it, they wouldn't have been able to see Saturn or the the Saturn or the driver. Yeah, but if we don't have a, a substantiated time stamp, then they might have seen it after the bus left or be or before the bus. You know what I mean? Like we don't if we don't have any idea when. Well, you would hear a bus, wouldn't you? Buses are loud. Yeah, but yeah, but they did they ask them, did you hear a bus? Or did they just say, did you see a bus? And they're like, no, we didn't see a bus. No, but they didn't report. The point was they didn't report oh, oh. the bus at all. Yeah, because they're the ones they... they yeah, so yeah. they just reported the car. Now, later on, I think they said they saw the bus after everything changed a bunch of times. But this is the initial close to the accident, or close to the, yeah, but to but, the night yeah, in but question. I'm trying to think, would they call and say, oh, I heard something... Because there's so much going on, they're going to take it for granted. Oh, we heard all kinds of stuff. There was, all right. We didn't so, see it. Okay, so at some point during or after the second accident, so Witness A left her job past 001. Mm -hmm. And Kelly speculated that the SUV was originally headed towards Route 302, the possible site of the first accident got the tip that the driver left the scene and then changed to go to 112 instead of going back on 302 so that's why she saw him pass her twice because there was that uh you know yeah she saw it pass her twice jeez. Oh, so and the second time it passed her the lights were flashing and so witness a found the saturn 
along the Marote property in the wrong lane, nose to nose with the SUV. She she said she saw no one at either vehicle. And it is unknown if the SUV lights were on. And so Kelly believed that the Saturn went back into old Peter's lane with the lights off to avoid detection. Mm, and that's why she was backing up. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so the other the other option is that Butch Atwood arrived on the scene after the SUV okay. encounter and the cop was gone, but then Moore was still there. Or did he lie and never saw Moore in the first place? This is my own... I'm trying to decipher these notes. Mm -hmm. So, like, if he came after the SUV encounter, the cop left, Moore's not there either. Now, maybe the cops told him to say something, and that's why it's all inconsistent. Well, it, well, it also... Did we ever consider that option? Well, that, no, but that leads to, to further, because if... if say, say the cop was drunk and hit her head on, and... And then she panicked, and her car didn't really work, or something was up with the car, so she got out of the car and ran away. And then, and then she hid in the woods and waited for everything to die down, and then she returned to try to get her car. Wait, 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 say that again? If, if, upon, alright, say the, say the cop was drunk and hit her head on and caused whatever it was that happened and then all the other and then he called in for for backup because i go oh, i trash my car or whatever she runs away and hides in the woods and all the cops come and they do whatever they do and they switch vehicles and they leave and then everything leaves and then she comes out of the woods from hiding because she's cold and she wants to get her car back and she's trying to get her car working the the bus comes, and the bus is like, hey, little girl, you need a ride? And she's like, no, I got this, and whatever. And and she okay, could have returned to the scene of the crime. And then what? I'm just saying that might, you know, that's why. And maybe she did get in the car, and maybe she did spin out the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it. jeez. Oh, we need time travel. Because think about it. If she got into an accident with a cop, she could run away. Because he was drunk, she'd get away from him, he'd be like some little girl, and they'd be like, ah, you're drunk. And then she runs out of the woods and tries to get her car back. Okay, and then what happened? Well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. Then the cops came and they got her, and, and they <laughs> set the car up, and they backed up all the So did the shit. Westmans and Butch and Atwood then, see the cops get her? Like what? Well, well, what? Well, that, well, I'm just saying, because if she returned to the crime, it might corroborate both versions. You know what I mean? Like, why was the car here? Why was the car there? Why is the car turned around? Why was there nobody there? Why is somebody back? You know? it, wait, wait, and, and, and I just want the our listeners to know that I'm Rook Davis, and Maxwell Powers hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> I don't want him getting credit. Yeah, for Max. Well, what's going on? What do you think about all these revelations? I want I him to get credit for my over. <laughs> no, no comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the, here's the thing. So Butch Atwood parked his bus the way that he never parks it. So he had it parked, you know, so in front of the bays of of his bus garage, away from the light on his property nearest the road. So. From that point, he couldn't see the Saturn. So his Kelly, headlights were facing the the bay of the garage. So normally he backs. So in, basically, and this time he pulled in head first. 
Is that what that means? Or the opposite. Whatever the opposite is. Because what if she? What if he had her hidden in, in well, that, his garage? We, I think we just. I think we, <laughs> we discussed the, the possibility before. But yeah, let me finish with this. All right, all right, so, Kelly said that there was a reason that he parked that way. That he was worried. So. So the residents, the bus bays. So there's a workshop garage office with a floodlight on the roof. And so there's no light over the bay. So he was saying, was he hiding something or someone? Uh, exactly. And, yeah, that's uh, what I just... and a bus is high off the ground. And Kelly, but Kelly didn't believe that Maura Murray was ever on the bus or was involved in the, or that the bus was involved with the earlier accident. It's possible he tried to block something that was behind the bus. Whatever it was, not necessarily. I don't know what he's. No, going no. What, what about what if? What if he? Oh, oh, oh! He actually noted it here. So if he believed it was something, it, he. What if it was SUV zero zero one? Oh, jeez. <laughs> he, uh... So well, then where's where's Kelly the believed? So hold on, hold on. So Kelly believed that Butch Atwood might have been monitoring the police activity with a scanner. So. So, and they said he was on his bus for a long time doing paperwork or whatever. So, he could have missed a car picking up Maura Murray or whoever drove the Saturn or the driver. So, he couldn't have missed whatever happened. So, he was either involved or he saw what happened. Who, Atwood? Yeah. Well, yeah, because what if Atwood, what if Atwood kidnapped her and the police... <laughs> We're trying to figure it all out, and everything that they said was trying to cover up their ineptitude. And but what if he was if he was hiding zero zero one? Yeah, but what if he was hiding her? Alive? Yeah. And then what? Years and years <laughs> of being kept in an Ariel Castro cage, and being fed McDonald's. He had some fucked up shit. And then he died. That's why they got to interview his wife. Because his wife, if you push hard enough, she might be like, yeah, we had her in an area of Castro But his, his, his wife, if he was hiding something that night, he might have not told the wife, right? Because if she called the if she was on the phone with police, he, he, it's possible she didn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they kept her hidden in their cage for years. Well, I'm not talking about that. All right. All right so now let's go to, uh, did we talk about Rick Forcier, the construction no. worker? We did no. I never even, I, I don't think I even heard okay. of him. Okay. I believe that was in the deleted scenes. I think they were... W w was he the one they were chasing in the deleted scenes of the action? I don't know. No, no, no. It wasn't him because he moved to Alaska. He moved to Alaska. He, he got out of Dodge. But uh, he was the one that said he saw her running like a bunch of miles from the crash site. And he changed his story because he, he, he was right across from Butch Atwood. That's his house. Okay. And he, I believe he was, he was also one of two people that happened to be pouring concrete in the window. Okay. I think two there were people. Two. Were I, born I born believe born. there were two. Yeah. Who was the other one? I forget. Some strange guy. Oh, jeez. Possibly the record. Oh my God. We we need we need <laughs> to follow up on on. And, and it, I ask this every single time, and I'm going to ask. They were also like. So who was the guy that got shot in his front yard? Who was that? <laughs> that that was um. I said who it was last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I asked the same question last time. Because I'm like, I'm like, if someone gets shot in their front yard for no reason and somebody's pouring concrete 
in their yard for no reason. What if there's two people pouring concrete? One of them is for a reason. One of them is not. That's even that's even worse because then it could be JJ. But anyway, so he got he got he got he got interviewed. He got interviewed, and he had said he was home, Mm -hmm. and he didn't see anything. Yeah, yeah. And then months later, someone at the store at the Swiftwater shop, I think, overheard him saying, "Oh yeah, I killed Laura or something, or I know what happened to her or, or whatever." And so they went and investigated again, and he said, no, 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 I was actually working, and when I drove back, I saw somebody running in a hoodie. And I thought it was a guy, but I guess it could have been a girl. It could okay. have been her. So J.J. Holmes did it. And, but, but remember we were discussing the phone call with Billy, and how it could have been from that payphone campgrounds? Uh-huh. That is en route to where Rick Forcier saw that jogger. Oh my so god. So that, if that's true that does match up. Oh, that's crazy. But um anyway, so Rick Forcier had had definitely some issues in his police statements. So and it basically even today you have to pick which you believe. His first statement that he was just home watching TV and didn't see anything or that he was on a job and he was coming back and he saw her. Mm. This is crazy. Now her sister you had mentioned something about her sister. The the F- was her sister CIA or C- FBI? I think CIA. CIA. So so do you? Think- well, hold on. Let's finish with Rick Force here. He claimed he didn't know anything was going on that night. So all of the police activity, all the ambulance showing up, and the fire department, the tow truck. He claimed he saw none of it, even though it was right outside his house, and he claimed yeah. he was home. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, like local people up there, they're always they yeah, look out the window. Yeah, they're right. they're always rubbernecking. And not to mention a lot of people have police scanners up there also. So. Yep. So he does nothing he says makes sense. Okay. So what were you saying? No, no, uh, I was saying, did you have anything new on on her sister who was the CIA agent? What do you mean? Like, is there any more information on her? Did you say she gave an interview or... or they had talks? a recent podcast, including Maggie Freelung. And uh, n- not not much. I mean, she just they went over memories of. Uh, well, cause didn't, more, uh, we were talking the other night about this, and I thought you had said there was something that might explain why her sister didn't seem concerned, or oh, just like general CIA training. If she oh, if she oh, if she had been trained, trained not to, to exhibit emotion yeah. or or fold under questioning or whatever, exactly. she okay. would have a more detached. Yes. Manner than, let's say, the brother who's, yeah, you know, emotionally right. distraught at his missing sister. Gotcha. Okay. So we don't know if that's her personality or if she was told something and she knows more than she's saying. Well, if she's CIA, she has to know more because she's privy to all the files and all the. the I'm not the sure the exact. Like, I don't even know how to verify her exact position with the CIA. Yeah, she could be a groundskeeper. I mean, we don't know. But. <laughs> she polishes the symbol on the floor. The okay, here's another issue with Butch Atwood. So Butch Atwood helped Cecil Smith Smith search for Mora at that night. And you know that, right? Because we went over that before. Yeah, I, I believe yeah, but at this point it's 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 so convoluted and crazy because So here's I have the cover story, I have the conspiracy theory, A conspiracy theory <laughs> B my my plot for my novel C and then and then the new the new releases D like and, and then I'm supposed to remember you know vehicle one two and, and neither were there and they switched drivers like so like well, don't we, don't forget the pepper spray officer who was driving around that was shady with his uh, uh, civilian partner who was also not that far from oh the area. my god oh it it's just, just never crazy. ends it's yep. crazy okay so Butch Atwood helped the search 
to Cecil Smith, and Kelly's thoughts are he deliberately he might have deliberately placed himself elsewhere, okay. than where he, if he knew where she was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, French Pond Road, where he and his brother have ice an uh, ice fishing areas, okay, which is okay, and then the Swiftwater Stage Shop. So. So he was he wanted to know if Butch was lying to distance himself from the scene or the actual accident site. So he also said that the driver was behind airbags and airbags deflate quickly. So was he he was Frank uh, Kelly he thought that Butch might have seen the original accident site also. And he got the two mixed up. <laughs> uh, we need a better pegboard and string. <laughs> this is this is yeah. Are we supposed to? Okay, so there was another what? Yeah, I need we need a better pegboard and string because oh yeah yeah. Okay, so there was another witness. I I don't know if we we mentioned this. So she observed at the red truck with Massachusetts plates. No, we never went over this. I don't think I don't. So, so. remember, so Kathleen Murray, the other sister, her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a suspect. We went over this, and then he had a stroke, remember, and you said, how convenient, because now you can't ask him. You don't remember this? Did, did we talk about that on the first? Because I don't think we I mentioned that on the second. Maybe, the, maybe it was the first one. This is, you know, just... Carpenter was his name. Yeah. Yeah. And he also happened to have a red truck in Massachusetts Plate. <laughs> oh, my God. And so... The truck observed her, then she said, you know, once once she wasn't who they were looking for, it took off towards the accident site. Okay. And so, and then she approached uh, Old Peter's Road where her dog was startled by noises. And she couldn't figure out what they were. And so Kelly said that it might have been possible that the driver left on foot. Okay. And so, yeah, and then, but, but made, maybe went back on the other road, so going back and forth, so the scent would be all messed up from the dog, if the driver was double backing or whatever. Okay. All right, now, now the, the on the oxygen special, they brought in that lady with the cadaver dog. Yep. And that's that seemed that that didn't uh, live up to its expectations. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course. Yep. I mean, but was. Cause didn't didn't they cut that a little short? Like didn't like the dog found something, right? It found the they dug in the one area, and then I don't even remember. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, what did she say? What? No, wait. What did they do? They said it was too cold, and then later they said that the dog should be able to do it through the cold, and then they said I don't even remember. It, it was all weird because it was almost like they brought it in to legitimize, and then they used it to delegitimize, and. Oh, Okay, so so here's here's some more issues. So, what if someone else moved Mora's car and it wasn't Mora? Yeah, it was the cops who were doing the cover up. So if so if they if you so, so do you think it's possible they took her at the first accident site and then they were going to dump the car and something weird happened and they couldn't they couldn't get it across to the state forest where they would dump it? And we don't even we don't even like if she hid in the woods and and then they moved her car and then she came back and then went to the second site and then 
when they came back, they found her, and then she ran back in the woods and they captured her then? Or did they capture her the first time and then they're trying to move it? We, it's all going to be the same. We don't know and we need some new evidence. This is terrible. Alright, so let's go over some more options. So, if Mora hit another, if Mora hit another car and fleed, um, what if, and Butch Atwood saw the accident and then followed Mora and told her she has to report it or whatever. And then she ran away. And then if, if Butch, and if the red truck was involved somehow, then they would be looking for her also. Right? I, yes, I'm speechless. We need, we need, we need a new breakthrough. We need the same people who did hunting Hitler to do hunting Mora because they seemed a little more on top of it. Because they would have gone out in the woods and they would have, they would have walked it for real. And and you know something that invest that that investigator documentarian she didn't walk seven hours uphill. I'm not getting past that. If you look at the guide, the guide had calf muscles the size of of a bull elephant, and then this little teeny girl, not dressed up the hike, walked for seven hours uphill through the woods. I'm not buying it. And then she she would have lost like a hundred pounds from all that exercise, and she was heavier at the end of the documentary. She put on weight. Sorry, it's true though. Powers, what do you think about all this? I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to follow along. Well, that's that's pretty much it. So, yeah, this is crazy. All right. So that's those are notes from a PI who did the investigation within a year. You know, the first year or yeah. two after the disappearance. So he he definitely thought that Butch was not being completely straightforward. Oh, disingenuous at the best. That's why we need to talk to his wife. I want to talk. To well, it's very it's all very mysterious because let's say he was. I, all of the little police issues, like if they had released the photos and if they had released mm-hmm. the phone call, then we could pin it all on Butch. Because you know what they but say, they, just like at Watergate, it's it's not the crime where where everything bad happens, it's the cover-up. So we, we don't even know. And then I still can't get around, I still can't get around all of the weird stuff that happened in Amherst. Yeah. So they have seven hidden runs that year. <laughs> Like, and the, the the last one possibly could have involved Mora's car, if you believe the, the, the Vassie hit and run was hers. Yeah. Now, they announced they were looking for the hit and run the morning of the day she goes missing. Mm-hmm. Which is also happens to be the morning that they, st- that they mentioned the investigation at West Point into all of the harassment and assault that was going on there. Which also happens to be the day that Billy, that Billy Roush makes, makes oh, like 80 phone calls man. to all the people involved in, in West Point who know more. Oh, and then immediately after, one of, those, one of those buddies' wives decides to come down and do her own investigation. Oh, <laughs> how do you reconcile all this information? Oh. Come on, Rook, how do you do it? I, I told you how I did it. It was, it was a sex slave trafficking <laughs> conspiracy. And, uh, and, and there... That Mora was was the front girl. Why are there two accidents? No, no, I'm just saying that that's why the uh, the West Point because she had, she was bringing 
you know, uh, girls to West Point and, and then some official got all caught up. Yeah, she didn't have time. She didn't have time oh, for yeah, any she, of that. Yeah, she Cause, cause she what was if, a nursing student with two jobs. And, and, what, and what did the other reports say? That she was... I'm not even going to the, the father's listening to this. But I, I did hear highly... highly uh, Questionable. Um, but she's still busy. Now let's just go over uh, Kate and Sarah, her friends, and, 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 and the dorm <laughs> and has, has anybody got interviews from them? Nope. Like face value? At the, ta- at the, time, the time of, there was a couple, but then they went they went dark. Yeah, because yeah, because because one of the one of the people at West Point was a senator because the senator has to uh, appoint someone to go to West Point and so or a congressman or whatever the hell it is. So he got caught up in the, the sex, the the sex with minors, and then they shut everything down and. That that's why. It's crazy. Any any parting final thoughts on uh, episode <laughs> three? I mean, we oh, kind of went over man. a lot of stuff we didn't go over for, but Butch Atwood is definitely back in the spotlight. Like, you did can't, he, you can't, but did he ever leave? Yeah. You got a strange man yeah. in his bus doing paperwork who doesn't do paperwork <laughs> in his bus facing the wrong direction. That that boy was his. Oh my god! Like. So hold on, let's look at this. What if the police officer asked him to hide the SUV and he really didn't know anything about anything and he just did it because he was scared of the police officer? Well, we, we didn't even mention the tow truck people again. So the first, the tow truck guy who was what? supposed to get the contract uh, didn't get it. And then the guy who did get, like, we, we have to mention the tow truck people. Yes. Y- you know, I like, forgot about that. <laughs> they switched, yeah. Yeah, you see, it's it's... That's a problem. Everything's a problem. The problem is everything's a problem. I know. And there are no answers. Do you think we'll ever have solid answers? Well, not with this many people trying to cover up and lie, because, like, you know, what they say in Five Dead and Leave Adams, once an evil deed is done, it goes on and it'll go on forever. Eh, see? See? Shaw Brothers. I'm bringing it back. Sorry. Any any final thoughts, Maxwell? No. What do you think the most prevalent, what, what do you think's the most likely scenario here? I told you the sex trade. Because I, I, I did hear that she, because if she was a little bit promiscuous, she could get people from her college to, and and then, think so about it. So she had the campus police involved as well? She had them on the take? Well, dude, how does the hit, you think the hit and run has anything to do with it? Well, yeah, but, yeah, but that would also explain the party the night before, because she was recruiting girls the night before. Because Yeah, but didn't, wasn't there some kind of a party that supposedly... The, the cousin got into, uh, you know, it's unknown, it's all unknown variables, unknown variables. Because it's like, again, because you have, you have West Point, you have Massachusetts, and then you have this place up in the middle of nowhere, because think about it, if, if, even if she was a dupe and she was just like, all right, what, what were the people, all the people from that town that, uh, Ran all that cocaine and had that those refineries or whatever. They all moved to where she disappeared. Oh yeah, yeah. So so think about it. those are all divergent parts that that all could be integral to this. So she disappears in an area where all these. Well, these... I believe her family actually knew somebody on the road. I don't know if it was the Marats or there was another. Family. Oh jeez, are you serious? So she yeah, could have yeah. gone up there to visit. 
I don't think that was the case, but but it was just a, one one weird coincidence. There was a friend of the family somewhere. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that makes it worse. Yeah. Because if she knew the area, well, there was also another report. I forget if it was by Healy or another PI. They said there were foot there were foot footprints in the snow, on I think the Marats property, possibly going through the back. But they were unknown whether those footprints were made that night or not. So gotcha. she could have. It could, it could have been like what you said. She could have been creeping around, waiting for it to blow over and try to get back in the car. But we still have to go back to, was it ever really her? Why had nobody seen her at, at Amherst that day? Nobody had seen her. Do we have, like, she went to get the ATM. She went to get money yeah. at the ATM. And then what? Then what? The trail goes cold. There's no proof she was up there. And whoever was going up there, they, uh, I think this whole case, there seems to be like one missing point where if you knew it, you could figure it well, out. Yeah, no, no. It's that's like what, that's, one piece well, of puzzle. That's what we were talking about before. And that's why I said if it was a slave trafficking. No, that's the, that wouldn't fix it. That I'm would saying, fix it. No, it wouldn't because there's no proof that it was her up there. There's some kind of weird thing. Regardless, that's just backstory, whatever. I'm no, talking no, about no. there's, there's one piece Regardless of what the real truth is, whether it's A, B, C, or D, yeah, yeah. there's one piece of the puzzle preventing the connection to make whatever it's A, B, or C, A, B, C, or D. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's why so many people have so many theories, because you, you have to run with each one and try to hopscotch over the missing variable. Yeah, <clears throat> and that and that's what makes well, it. Well, I still I can't get around the fact that you can't prove that it was her up there. See, like in most well, of these missing person cases, most of the time you yeah, can yeah, prove but, they were up to a certain point, and then you can go from there. Whereas well, yeah, yeah, you can't no. even prove she was in the state. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is you can pull that on on any though, because you could say, oh, Lee Harvey Oswald wasn't really Lee Harvey Oswald because. All right, so so another case we're doing is the Brianna Maitland case. Yeah, yeah, but and so you can prove she was in Vermont. She yeah, was in the state where she went. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can. Right. You can't even prove Maura was in New Hampshire. Well, yeah, but we could if everybody who is supposed to speak speaks. Every, every yeah, but can't be trusted. Well, nobody can be trusted because, like, if you, yeah, but it, for example, the Brianna Maitland case, you know where she worked, you know where she lived. You know where yeah, the car we, was yeah, missing. But, yeah, but we know we know all of that with Mara Murray. No, the, we only don't. Re- the only reason we don't is because people start lying. So like, no, if, but if we don't really know because if, we know that she was in Amherst. I guess the day before the day. Yeah, before because that. the people, the people, it. the people who know won't testify. You know, her friends won't testify. Like if you went dis- if you disappeared tonight and Mac and I lied, then no one could prove that you were here. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but you can prove if I if the, sl- the, the the slightly retarded guy who works at the convenience store. Yeah, but the, the slightly retarded guy that works at the convenience store, wherein we we took our uh, our meal. You know, he can't be trusted because he he doesn't know what he really. Yeah, but saw. there might be a video camera and, in the store. Yeah, yeah, but then when the police, you know, confiscate the the film, you know, then we can't prove. All these, someone has to speak and no one's speaking. Someone has to tell they, the truth. They and had no one's the traffic the cams in 2004. <clears throat> I'm, if I'm, I'm still thinking. I guess if she took small little roads, you wouldn't be able to. Well, get it's, her. it's but yeah, you'd, you'd be able to get her somewhere. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is every time we have someone who's supposed to identify her, they either mum up or or the police won't release the footage. You know, I mean, it's like that. Well, I mean, that's why it's called a cover up. So, so you're firmly in the camp that there is a cover-up, and it's not simple. Oh, oh, most definitely there's a cover-up because, okay, what happened to the knife? 
<laughs> I mean, where's the knife? Where's what the knife? just a crazy person looking for attention who happened to live at the house that was right there. They well, well, there's, well, there's, well, yeah, but there's there's enough who happened to have, his brother happened to have a girlfriend who looked exactly like Maura Murray. Yeah, but there's, there's an, all right, if the cop was driving drunk and hit her head on, that's enough for a cover-up right there. Even yeah, but, if, even if they you, didn't kill her. Yeah, but how do you know if that happened? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, if, if all right, if there was a cop, and there was, and he was driving drunk, and he was, and he hit something, which he did, and they switched cars, and the other cop took the car, that's enough for a cover-up. So if she was it an is, innocent bystander yeah. and and said, damn, that cop looks drunk, I mean, well, I guess it would, that's and, enough and, for a cover-up. And Maxwell, you're, you're not quite as caught up with the case as we are, but if, how highly suspect do you find... A police officer drunk getting into some kind of an accident or getting into a ditch and having and switch switching cars <laughs> half an hour before this alleged accident. Well, well yeah, but that's it what I'm saying. It's kind of cutting it kind of close for a coincidence. Oh, yeah, but. no, I know. But, I mean, even if they didn't... I wasn't even aware of that. That's kind of fucked up. Even if they didn't do it. Like, say the cops didn't kill her, didn't... Yeah. Like, had nothing to do with it. If she saw him or saw the accident and... That would be enough for a cover-up. Because they're like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my pension. We have to find this girl and, and pay her off. We have to find her and, and ask her not to make a statement. We have to threaten her. Like, even that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at people yeah. who are going to get denied their pension, they do crazy shit. Yeah. All right, well, Retire early. All kinds of shit. That's the episode for tonight. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Bruce McGuire signing off. Yeah, Rick Davis. Maxwell Powers. I do shit.